It is great to be back on Search the Scriptures today to be able to open up the Bible, God's Word, and study its rich pearls of wisdom that He has communicated to each one of us therein. The best way to live our lives, the best direction with the great best purpose, and ultimately the best def, uh, destination and fulfillment, all there for us in God's Word. It's a blessing to be able to share with you those pearls of wisdom, those teachings, today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's a great blessing for me to be on the show with you this day as well. I'd like to add my word of welcome to all those listening to us. And, you know, I'm reminded when I think about the title of our program, Search the Scriptures, how important that is for every one of us in our own individual lives. Uh, You know, we have the Bible readily available for every one of us. You know, you can purchase it virtually anywhere in our day and age, and you can do so for a minimal amount of money. And I think we've mentioned on the program before that even if someone doesn't have the money to buy a Bible, you can go to virtually any church and they'll give you one. You know, if you want a Bible, sure, here, take this one. Uh, So we have access to it. But we need to be responsible enough in our own individual lives to open up that word to, as we're trying to do on this program, search the scriptures and to determine what God's will really is for our lives. You know, not just accept something that someone has told us somewhere along the way. Open up that word, search it out for yourself, and we invite our listeners to do just that. As we go through our programs on a day-to-day basis, we invite you to open up your Bible, read along with us, and make sure that we're teaching you in an accurate fashion. Yes, because... We're human, aren't we? Absolutely. And human beings ultimately make mistakes. We do. You know, we're not infallible, any of us. No. So each of us needs to make sure that when we're listening to to someone teaching us on something as profound and far-reaching in potential effect as our spiritual lives, Mm -hmm. we need to each of us check them out, make sure they're teaching us the right thing. That's right. That they are presenting it in a proper fashion Mm -hmm. and not twisting it around. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded that uh, on one of Paul's missionary journeys, the Berean people were categorized as being more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica because of the fact that they were searching out the scriptures daily to see whether the things that Paul had preached to them were true. Exactly right. And each of us needs to be doing that on our own today. We do. Now, Dennis, we always try to make available to our listeners various means of studying the scriptures on their own. Mm -hmm. For one thing, they can go to our website at Mm www.churchofchrist.com and they can they can listen to these lessons again. They mm-hmm. can pull up all kinds of, of, of uh, uh, sermons on audio and mm-hmm. listen to those on all mm-hmm. kinds of topics. They can pull up all kinds of articles right. on spiritual topics and read through those. They can even just pull up the Bible and read it. Yes. It's all free. It is. Now, they can also ask 
you know, contact us and ask for that free Bible study that we offer right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And again, when we say free, we mean free. We'll even pay the postage. Yes. They can receive a copy of this program for their own using on CD, mm-hmm. again, for free. And again, we'll pay the postage. Right. We want to get the word out. Mm-hmm. We want people to understand. We want them to, to, to help them learn the Bible better. That's right. Because that's at the basis of what is called faith. Yes. Romans 10 and verse 17. And it is at the basis thereby of our response to God and what he has done for us. That's exactly the case. So we want to enable people, try to equip them to be able, to be better able to respond to that gospel message that God sent to us through Jesus Christ. And it's the most important decision that anyone can ever make in this life, Gary. You know, we we talk about or we think about the important decisions we do make in life. We think about things like, well, where are we going to go to college? Well, sure, that's important. What are we going to study? You know, what, what field are we going to major in? That's important. Who are we going to marry? A very big decision that we make in life. You know, and on and on we could go about all the important decisions we face. But all of those are temporal. There's a time when they come to an end. There's no more usefulness. The decision that we make regarding our spiritual destiny is eternal. It never ends, be it spiritual life, a time of reward, of abundance in God's presence, or spiritual death, a time of separation from God. Exactly right. We need to be giving these matters their due consideration, Mm. and there are no more important matters for us to be considering than these. That's right. Now, Dennis, we're looking at some special blessings that God has made available to all mankind, but they are only effective for those who accept them through Jesus Christ. That's right. Those who are in Christ. That's right. Now, when I say they're available to all mankind, that's because all mankind has the opportunity to come to Christ. That's right. His invitation is extended to everyone, no exception. Matthew 11 and verse 28. Yes. Now, only those who come to him obediently and properly, though, have access to these specific blessings. And these are wonderful blessings. Oh, they certainly are. We have been studying from the text of Ephesians chapter 1, and actually going back to verse 1 and reading through verse 14. Mm -hmm. Now, the blessings themselves are listed or enumerated actually through verses 3 through 14. Right. But verse 1 tells us who they're for. Yes. They are for the faithful in Christ. Exactly. Now, that might bother some people, but you need to take that up with God. These are (laughs) special blessings that are bestowed upon those who have faithfully come to Christ. That's correct. And are living in faithfulness before Christ. Absolutely. Now, in verses 4 through 13, Paul begins listing these out. And as we've noted, in verse 4, we're chosen by God. Mm-hmm. Again, in verse 4, we're made holy and without blame. 
And all of these are through Christ, aren't they? Yes, they are. And by virtue of our being in Christ. So there again is the faithful Mm -hmm. in Christ. Verse 4 also, God's love has been extended to us. In verse 5, we were adopted by God as his sons and daughters. And that is as we came into Christ. Mm -hmm. In verse 6, we've been accepted in Christ. In verse 7, through his grace, God sent Christ to the cross for our redemption and forgiveness that we could be bought back mm-hmm. from the guilt of our sins. Yes. And that the price for that redemption was the life of Jesus Christ on the cross. In verse 8, God has communicated to and blessed us with his wisdom. Mm-hmm. So we can actually tap into the wisdom of God to help us live our lives in the most profitable and productive direction. That's right. And also the most effective way eternally. Yes. Because because this will help us not just in this life, but in the life hereafter. That's exactly the case. Now, let's go to verses 9 and 10. And how about reading those, Dennis? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Now, everybody loves a mystery, don't they? Oh, yes. So this ought to intrigue everybody here. In verse 9, because it says, having made known to us the mystery of his will. Yes. Now, the thing is, though, it's no longer a mystery, is it? No, it sure isn't. Because it has been made known past tense. That's right. He sent Christ to make that known to us. Yes, he did. Now, notice that it says, the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. Now that's a really fancy way of saying at the right time. That's exactly right. Okay. Now this connects, Dennis, I believe, back up with verse 4 when it says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. Now this is all part of that mystery that has been revealed. Yes. Before the foundation of the world. Does that mean before God created the world? Yes, it does. So God in his foreknowledge, being omniscient, being Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. he already knew before he ever created the world, before he ever created mankind to inhabit the world, he already knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen and he had a plan in place. So he knew what what was going to happen, and he knew what he was going to do about what was going to happen. That's exactly right. Man would sin, and they would need redemption from that sin, as we've already seen Mm -hmm. back in in verse Mm 7, and God already had a plan for that redemption for man. That's right. Just incredible. Oh, it is. Hard for us to really fully understand, I think. I think you're right about that, Gary. It's... uh you know, and I think it's probably a good way to put it the way Paul did, having made known to us the mystery of his will. It was mysterious until it was revealed. Yes, yes. There was even, there's even a passage uh, 
that talks about the angels longed to look into these matters at one time. Yes, Peter spoke about that, and uh, and I'm sorry I forget the exact reference, but you're right. The angels longed to look into those things, and I I believe, if I understand it correctly, the gospel plan of salvation. I, I think that's exactly right. The plan that God had for man. Mm-hmm. Now, let's uh, turn here to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And how about reading verses 8 through 11? Now, again, we've made the connection between Ephesians 1 and verse 4 and verses 9 and 10 that God had this plan in mind before he ever created mankind, before he created the world. He already knew what was going to happen and what he was going to do about what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, here we we have it laid out for us in a little more detail in in chapter 3 of Ephesians and verses 8 through 11. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul is trying to get across how God blessed him, extended his grace to him to the extent that he could preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Mm -hmm. Now Paul did not preach only to the Gentiles though, did he? No, no, he preached to the Jews and the Gentiles both. Now, the church at Ephesus was probably made up more so of Gentile Christians than Jewish Christians. It would seem so. And that's probably the case in virtually all of the congregations to which Paul addressed his letters. Yes. For the Jewish mindset, those who had not yet become Christians, and even for many after they became Christians for a period of time, the idea that the Gentiles should be equal with them on a spiritual level before God, should have equal access to God, and should be equally forgiven and blessed and have an equal prospect to look forward to of eternal life, that was a radical and revolutionary idea, wasn't it? Well, it really was. Uh, To the Jewish mindset, Anyone who was not a Jew was pretty much an outcast. From a spiritual perspective? From a, yes, from a spiritual perspective. In fact, they were various, variously referred to as Greeks and Gentiles and barbarians. <laughs> barbarians, <scripture>. that's right. <laughs> and yes. uh, we, I, I wouldn't like to be called a barbarian myself. but Right, but it's not the idea that we probably would normally think of as barbarians, somebody running around in, in animal skins, carrying a big club, living in a cave. It wasn't that at all. It was barbarian from the spiritual perspective because yes. the Gentiles almost exclusively worshiped idols. Yes. And from the Jewish mindset, they understood an idol is nothing mm-hmm. and God is the only true God. 
So they were looking at it from a spiritual perspective, and they were seeing everybody who didn't follow God, the one true God, as a barbarian, spiritually. Mm -hmm. Yes. Paul was blessed with the opportunity to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Notice in verse 9, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Now, there's that word mystery again. Mm -hmm. We saw it back in verse 9 of chapter 1. Right. To make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages, now we're going back again to the beginning of time, Mm -hmm has been hidden in God. Now, there's the idea of the mystery again. When mm-hmm. we don't know something, however mundane or exciting it might be, it's mm-hmm. a mystery to us. That's exactly right. Now, this is the most exciting mystery that there ever was. Oh, yes. The redemption of mankind. Right. And he says, the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ through Jesus Christ. So, It was hidden in God. God had not fully revealed his intentions for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And then verse 10, to the intent that now, and as Paul is writing this, he's living in that day when it was God's plan to reveal, to make known the mystery. Yes. It it was no longer a mystery as Paul wrote this. Mm Mm-hmm. The gospel had been revealed. Jesus Christ had come. He had gone to the cross. He had arisen from the grave. He had ascended back to heaven. The mystery was no longer a mystery. It was now known. And Paul says it was God's intent that the church make this known to the principalities and the powers and the heavenly places throughout the world. Yes, and this was according to the eternal purpose, verse 11, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that goes back to what we were speaking about earlier, Gary, the fact that in God's foreknowledge before man ever came on the face of this earth, before the earth was ever created, he knew what would happen and he had a plan in mind. Amazing to us. Yes, it is. Now there's that concept again of eternality, not just time without end, but time without beginning. Yes. <laughs> Tough for us. Yes, it is. Hard for us to wrap our heads around that fully. Because all of us had a beginning. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And we all have an end, at least physically. Right. We can understand beginnings and endings, but with God, he is eternal, without beginning and without end. And certainly from the perspective of our beginning in this world, he was there already. Yes, that's for sure. And he already had this plan in mind and in place in his mind. He knew what would happen and he knew what he would do about what would happen. Right. Just incredible. Just incredible. So we have this mystery revealed for us. Yes, we do. We know about it. We do. No longer a mystery. And that's one of the blessings in Christ. Mm -hmm. We understand God's plan for man's redemption. Yes. We understand the eternal perspective, if we could think of it that way. Mm -hmm. And when we turn to Hebrews chapter 11, you know, it talks about that eternal perspective 
from from the standpoint of a number of those Old Testament characters, and you're talking about you were talking earlier about how you you open up the Bible and you see things after you've read it a hundred times, and all of a sudden something jumps out at you. Mm, that's right. Yeah, just recently that happened for me in Hebrews chapter 11. As I was reading through there and I was noting that some of those Old Testament characters, the reference was made to them that they were looking at things happening to them with an eternal perspective. I think that's exactly right, Gary. Uh, when you read the things that the writer recorded for us in that 11th chapter of Hebrews, it's hard to come to any other conclusion you know, you, you think about Noah and building the ark. That situation, you know, God came to Noah and he said, I want you to build this ark. Something's going to happen that's never happened before as far as we can determine from Scripture. One is the world was going to be flooded. And another thing is it was going to rain. As far as we can tell up to that point in time, Mankind had never seen rain because God was watering the earth with a mist from the ground, as the scriptures describe it for us. Uh, you know, Noah worked about 100 to 120 years in building that ark. It's hard to imagine the kind of ridicule that he and his family must have received during the time that he was involved in that project. And yet, he kept on. He kept on. Hammering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, chiseling. <laughs> Using the tar and the pitch. That's right. He kept on doing all those things to build that ark. Mm -hmm. And the text tells us because he was seeing it not just from that moment in time, mm -hmm. but he was seeing it from an eternal perspective. And it makes me wonder where or how did he receive that eternal perspective? And we don't necessarily have that outline for us in the scriptures. But no. somehow, some way, he was approaching life from that eternal perspective. In many of the Old Testament characters, when we read through the Old Testament, you, you get a sense that that's lacking, that they're, yes. they're seeing things more in the here and now, and maybe they have some vague, foggy understanding or prospect of something, mm -hmm. you know, eternally. Mm -hmm. But in our lifetime, because the mystery has been revealed, mm -hmm. and that's one of those blessings in Christ, Ephesians chapter 1, mm -hmm. we see the eternal perspective clearly, backwards and forwards. It's we, laid out for us. We certainly have that opportunity, at least. We do, right there laid out for us in the scriptures. Fascinating study, fascinating. We need to stop here. We'll come back and pick up on these blessings in Christ next time.